Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is put on hold for a week as Pastor Harris delves deeper into the uses of the word gospel as found in many other Bible passages. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he teaches us today's portion of this week's message entitled, Good News for Everyone. We know from our recent studies in Mark, and we've also seen it in 1 Corinthians 14, Israel rejected their Messiah. Instead of embracing Him, they crucified Him. Jesus told them that the kingdom, therefore, was being taken away from them, Matthew 21, verse 43. Jesus said, therefore I say to you, and therefore is in reference to them rejecting Him, therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you, the you is Israel, and given to a people producing the fruit of it. That new people didn't even exist then. That is the church, the body of Christ, those who believe in the Savior from all nations. The good news from God has always been the gospel. The gospel, the good news that brings peace, peace with God, that assures salvation, deliverance from sin and its punishment, and it tells us He is in control. He is the King. Isaiah wrote, in anticipation of the return of Israel from captivity, these very important words, and I want to read them to you now, and we're going to circle back around and come to them later. Isaiah 52, 7. There is a uh, rather well-known worship chorus based on uh, the poetry of this verse. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of Him who brings good news, who announces peace and brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, your God reigns. That's why I say the gospel, the good news, always involves peace, happiness, salvation, and God is in charge. He reigns. He's the king. He is overseeing all of these things. The Septuagint translation, that's the translation of the Hebrew and Aramaic of the Old Testament into uh, the Greek language, very often quoted from the Greek in the New Testament. The Septuagint translation of those words, bring good news, comes from that Greek word, euangelizomai, that very verb that means that's used in the New Testament to mean preach the gospel. So hang on to that thought for later, and I'm going to show you how the Apostle Paul uses that very text from Isaiah when he talks about the gospel. Now, if you listen to me preach very much, you would think that, boy, usually by now he has told us the outline, he's showed us where we're going, he showed us what passage it is, if you looked online, you'll notice I listed this as 1 Corinthians 15, 12. We're not going to look at verse 12 in 1 Corinthians 15, but I wanted it to get filed in the right order right after the study of verses 1 through 11. 
there is no outline. It doesn't mean we're not going anywhere. We're going to look at the fruit of all the occurrences of the word gospel. Now, back in Isaiah's time, Isaiah 52.7 referred to the people who would announce the good news involving the return of Israel from captivity. There would be peace. There would be salvation from oppression at the hands of enemies. There would be happiness over their freedom. There would be God's promise of salvation under His glorious reign. And that verse was also understood to be a description looking forward to the kingdom of God on earth in the days of Messiah the King. Now, from the beginning of the New Testament, the word gospel is used for the good news of salvation, which is to be brought to us by the Messiah. When it was preached to Israel, it was tied inextricably to an offer of the kingdom. Your king is here. Repent and put your faith in him. When Israel rejected, well, God didn't throw up his hands and quit, but he took all the promises of salvation to Israel and he extended them beyond Israel. And God carved out a new channel for the river of his blessings to flow to all nations. That channel now includes not merely the nation of Israel, but all believers, Jews and Gentiles. The word Gentile just means everybody in the world that isn't Jewish. Uh, all, All nations now are the channel through which the gospel can flow. The fullness of the good news or the gospel includes now that we have seen it unfold. Now we know that the Savior gave His life and He rose again from the dead to secure all these salvific benefits that He wanted to bring to us. It's all tied to the new covenant, and it's for all who will believe from any nation. So as you would expect, the gospel, that word, is used for good news of salvation through faith in the Savior all through the New Testament. As I said, two-thirds of the occurrences of the word simply say the gospel. But the other third has all these different things attached to the word gospel that tell us all that it includes. There's only one gospel, but it has all these different ramifications, all of these different parts, all of these different um, elements that are all part of the package deal. Now, fasten your seatbelt. I'm going to rattle off a whole bunch of them here. It is called the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the good news is all about Him, and you get it only through Him. The good news through Jesus Christ supersedes all other good news. It is also called not only the gospel of Jesus Christ, but simply the gospel of Christ. It means the same thing. His human name is Jesus. His position is Christ, which is Christos, which is the Greek version of Mashiach, which is Messiah. It's also called the gospel of God. Why? Well, go read Romans 6.23. Eternal life is the free gift of God. And that's really good news. 
It is also called the gospel to all nations because there are no boundaries on the reach of the gospel. It is offered to anyone, anywhere who will believe and receive the free gift of eternal life in Christ. Just occur to me, I'll, I'll have a pretty good idea of who the most um, obsessive, compulsive people are. Notice I'm not giving you scriptures for all of these. There's a hundred of them. See if you can find them. I dare you. Well, you can still get to heaven if you, even if you don't look them all up, <laughs> as long as you get the message. All right, it's also called the gospel of the kingdom of God. It was described that way to assure John the Baptist that Jesus was on track with what God had started through John the Baptist. It's going to be preached, or it will be preached in those terms, the gospel of the kingdom of God, as it was preached to in the days of Jesus and John. It's going to be preached that way again during the tribulation, when God will be renewing His dealings with the nation of Israel. So that kingdom theme is going to come even stronger again at the end. That one's in Matthew 24, 14. It is also called the gospel to the Samaritans. That's a big deal because those Samaritans, those half-breeds in the eyes of the racist, legalistic, divisive Jews, it was exactly the same gospel that was preached to the Jews, and it brought the same results of salvation when it went to the Samaritans. And guess what? It's also called the gospel to the Gentiles, exactly as it was preached to the Jews and to the Samaritans. It is also called the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace of God is not different from the gospel of God or the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just saying salvation is received by grace through faith in response to the good news of the grace of God. It's also called the gospel of His Son, just like it was called the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is His Son. Those words are synonymous. It is called, and I think you know where this one comes from, if you've read Romans lately, Romans chapter 1, it is the gospel which is the power of God to salvation. Because there's no other way that a person can ever be saved. And that's why Paul wrote at the beginning of Romans, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? It's the power of God to salvation. It is also called the gospel which is the light of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ. That one's in 1 Corinthians 4, 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 4. That's, that's the fullest, probably, probably the fullest phrase of all of these. The light of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ. The good news shows you the glory of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the way to salvation. That's the good news. Oh, but we're not done. We're also told that the gospel is antithetical to anything that the Apostle Paul calls a different gospel. The different gospels that he had in mind was anything added to the finished work of Christ. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and following. So we are also told that the gospel is not according to man, meaning it's nothing man would think up. It's nothing man could ever accomplish. Uh, that's Galatians chapter 1, verse 11. This is God's plan. This is God's good news. This is His gospel, His salvation, His 
eternal life. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.